Hello there, welcome to episode 71, First Generation Bowhunter. This episode is titled, There's No Free Lunch in Bow Hunting." Why would I say such a weird phrase? Well, let me give you some background and uh, I'll let you know. But before I do that, I want to welcome you to First Generation Bowhunter. If you're a new listener, welcome. This is the podcast for learning how to bow hunt. And if you weren't taught like I was as a kid, this might be the place for you because this is a place where I share all my stories, how I've come to be less of a failure at bow hunting, and share some of my my tips and tricks and things that I wish I could tell young Adam Buchanan on how to be a better bow hunter. There is no free lunch. Okay. Well, if you've been following me for a while, you know I've uh, had a bit of a sporadic stint this year. Uh, This year has been a little little rocky. Um, I was looking at the last time I published an episode, and it was July uh, 27th. That's pretty significant uh, because I had given an update that my dad wasn't doing very well. He was pretty sick. And um, three days later, I found out he passed away he died so world's been a little busy doing that and working on what all that entails so been uh been a little preoccupied i i miss my dad i miss you know just calling him and just kind of talking and talking about hunting you know and I don't know. He was always interested in what I was doing. So that's, it's a little hard. Um, yeah, he didn't know much about this podcast, but before I was working at Black Ovis, where I'm at now, Black Ovis and Camel Fire, um, Cabela's actually, we were able to have a little back and forth and Cabela's was interested in the podcast and I was kind of sharing it with them of maybe some way we could interact and, do gear reviews or something anyway I remember I was with him and I was staying at his house and I had a phone call with Cabela's and I remember how excited he was and how proud he was of oh my gosh like you're talking to this big massive company I said well dad you know I used to work there so you know I've got some friends there and but it was I don't know it just this podcast does mean a lot to me Um, but it was, it meant a lot to me that he was proud of me, um, for the little (laughs) peon that I am in this big world. But my dad taught me a lot of things. And one of the phrases he always taught me was there's no free lunch. Um, he was an environmental consultant and in ecology, that is one of the four laws of ecology. And really, it kind of has some background back to how, you know, animals, plants, how they survive. And there's nothing given for free. And they have to fight for water, sun, nutrients. There's no free lunch. And I've thought about that pretty seriously over the last few months. Um and just can't get it out of my head. And that was really, really taught to me. And I just thought, you know, it's kind of with bow hunting. Nothing is given. You know, you, you've got to work for every 
step you go out into the field and every proficiency of shooting an arrow and hitting your target and so in this episode I wanted to kind of share a few things of things that I've worked for in bow hunting and really along that theme of there is no free lunch there really isn't and um, I might share a few stories of my dad you know and how it relates to hunting well when I was a kid I, I had to learn to work really hard and mowing the lawn had to be done before we did anything and um, it just kind of reminds me of how I've prepared for hunts like there's an order of operations um, last week I took my daughter and son out on a little elk hunt and kind of made me think of that, you know, but Hey, before we go play, we've got to put some work in, you know, kind of mowing the lawn. Right. One thing that I've really tried to ingrain in my mind is this phrase of, am I ready to kill an animal? Do I have the right gear? Do I have the right training? Do I have the right mindset? And so that, is something I would extend to you if this season you're heading out on your first hunt and you know wondering like oh what what headlamp should I get you know and what backpack should I carry we get all into the gear and I I love the gear but I just want to touch on mindset for a minute of like is your mind in a good place ask yourself, like, have you ever seen a dead animal? You know, have you ever killed an animal before? It's kind of a heavy load, honestly. It's even heavier if you don't recover the animal. That, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty rough. One advice I would share with you, I've read this book uh, by Dale Carnegie. Um, you probably know him of How to Win Friends and Influence People. He wrote another book of How Not to Worry. Think is the title. I don't know if it's the exact title. I've really enjoyed that book because he talks about these anxieties that we have and these, you know, how to deal with nerves. And it really did make me think of bow hunting because one practice that he walks you through is what's the worst that could happen? What's the absolute worst? And really like digging deep, you know. And uh, if you can address that and say, okay, this is the worst that's going to happen, am I ready to accept that? You know, am I going to be okay with that? Well, it could be uncomfortable. It could be terrible. You know, for me, for bow hunting, worst case scenario, uh, I shoot an animal and I don't recover it. Or I shoot an animal, I recover it, but I can't hike out the meat for whatever reason you know, get bogged down in a storm, um, I don't know, break your ankle and you're just like stuck. What, what is the worst that could happen? Really kind of play through that with your hunt. Um, and, and just see if you still be okay. You know, can you still live? Can you still function? It's not going to be comfortable, but what the interesting part of that thought process is you just kind of hit it head on and just get it out in the open kind of let the balloon let the air out of the balloon I gotta tell you that has helped me so much of 
getting rid of some of those butterflies on those first first few hunts especially like when you pull that arrow back and you do connect and you you kill an animal that first one it it hits pretty differently and you you've got to be kind of ready for it so <clears throat> if you've hunted and rifle and you've taken animals before you know won't feel as much but um yeah it, it's a lot to tackle so i was going in with this phrase um with my kids and i'm actually going to have my daughter join me on the next episode we're going to talk through the the elk hunt um i did not uh kill an elk i did not bring one home i'll just give you a little spoiler alert there um but learned a lot but i kept playing that phrase in my mind do i have what it takes to kill an animal i gotta tell you from a gear perspective yes you can have all the comforts and the emergency gear do you have your release do you have arrows do you have a bow and do you have broadheads like it really comes down to that simple i would even add pocket knife or havilon or whatever knife you're going to do to dress the animal it really comes down to those basics and when you get down to that basic it really helps you with packing and i i like packing for hunting trips but i also kind of dread it because i have this anxiety that i'm going to leave something really important but if you just stick with that phrase of am i ready to kill an animal do i have the gear do i have the mindset am i am i in a good place for that you'll you'll kind of suppress a lot of that anxiety it really helps a lot yeah a couple years ago i had this piece of wood inscribed that said there's no free lunch and i made two of these plaques of wood one was of a, a bow like a compound bow and then the other one was a fly fisherman my dad was really into fly fishing so i kept one for me for the bow and then i gave him the one with the fly fisherman on it and uh, yeah it just was kind of a cool symbol it it just when you bring that animal home it, it just kind of shows that there was a lot of work put into it and so i want you to remember that just don't forget that there is an immense amount of work that goes in and also remember too if you don't kill an animal and you don't bring something back and you've put all that work into it this is where people get stuck. This is where bow hunters, I feel like, are about to sell their bow. And it hurts. It's painful. Your patience is being tested. I got to tell you, just don't sell your bow. Just stick with it. And just understand that those three hunts that you went on that were not successful at all. Or <laughs> you didn't even get into range. You didn't even locate an animal. And you spent all those hours and time. I would just tell you, like, that's just adding to your, like, hunting toolkit. And it won't feel that way. It'll feel like, you know, because you come home and your wife is like, oh, did you get anything? You know, my wife says, did you catch anything? It's, it's cute. I don't want to correct her. I'll just let her say what she says. And you just got to add that to your toolbox and and try not to sound so defeated um, because you'll kind of pile on that negativity and you'll just think like oh this is so hard oh this is impossible 
you know, I'm never going to get it. I just think like, man, there's no free lunch. Like no one's going to hand this to me. Like I'm going to claw and scrape and dig hard and, and get there. Um, so I, it's just what I would say is if, if you're experiencing failure, try to switch your mindset of away from, you know, oh, it's just too hard. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in all this money and I just need to sell my stuff and just go play pickleball. Just pause, just think for a minute and just understand that you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And that I was teetering on those first few years. So I was just like, oh man, I, this is not for me. But the thing is, it is for you. It truly is like bow hunting is for you. It's like, it's in our DNA. Like it's for everybody. You know, some people ask me like, Hey, you know, should I get into bow hunting? And I'm just like, you already are like your ancestors were like, you're a bow hunter, whether you like it or not, we're all bow hunters. So that's just what we came from, whether we liked it or not. So you can like push that away and be like, no, I'm a vegan. Oh, I don't hunt. Oh, I don't like harming animals. Well, your ancestors did because that's how they survived. So if you're experiencing failure, that's okay. Uh, I can imagine that our ancestors, you know, maybe the little rock, the arrowhead on the tip of their their bow, uh, sorry, their arrow, that thing fell off the first few times, you know. Maybe the sinew they were tying it with wasn't tight enough. I mean, can you imagine all the failure that they experienced? Just keep that in mind as you go out and you're not seeing anything, you're not spotting anything. Yeah, it's just, it's not going to be given to you. And try to embrace that to like change your mindset. Um, because when you do get that success and you get that first animal with a bow, I can tell you, you will float. You will absolutely float. There, there's nothing like that first harvest. I'll never forget my first harvest. Just the, oh man, just, I can still feel the rocks under my feet of crossing like this rock field, you know, to like get in position. And I'll never forget that I was ranging the, the deer at like 80 yards. And I just was like, it's just a little far from me. I'm going to try to close the distance. And I closed it to 58 yards. And I was like, okay, I'm going for it. And perfect shot. I mean, it was just oh, so, oh, I don't know. You'll just never forget it. And when you do it, you just feel like you're on top of the world, like you are the ultimate bow hunter. And I don't care what you shoot. I really don't. It does not matter. But, man, it feels good. So, like, just try to pile that on, pile on all that failure, and just be like, this is my fuel. And when I get it, it's going to feel so good. But, man, if you sell that bow now, it's just – it'd be hard to pick it up later. You know, you're going to, you're going to end on that failure. You don't want to end on failure. You don't, and you can't because your ancestors didn't, they kept at it. They didn't be like, well, this isn't for me. And you know, this is too expensive, right? I have to trade too many cow hides to, you know, get my, my bow hunting supplies at the trading post or, 
or uh, this is my my fingers hurt from making arrows. This is too hard. <laughs> they just kept after it. My son just uh, he's a mountain biker, and if you follow me on Instagram, maybe you saw the Insta story, but he uh, got ran off the trail in the last race and had a terrible wreck. It's terrible. It's really hard as hard as a parent to see your kid just in complete pain and he was laying there on the ground just wasn't moving and whoo man that that was rough and luckily you know he could kind of walk away and not be in too much pain and well he was in a lot of pain actually I, I just mean like uh, nothing broke didn't have a concussion it was just very very blessed and uh you know, it wasn't long, it wasn't a day or two. And he was like, I, I got to get back on the bike. I, I got to get going. I, I'm not going to end on this. And that was such an example to me. I, I was so impressed with that kid. So I, that's what I'd say is if you're not seeing success, then you're on the right track. And you just need to build up that like personal journey of failure. I really believe that because mine took a long time. I don't think you have to go as long as I did. I mean, I went multiple seasons, multiple years being an unsuccessful bow hunter. Um, so listen to my other episodes, learn about wind, learn about actual hunting, not just shooting a bow in the woods. It's, I always say it's two different things. Um, Another one, too, I was talking about uh, last episode, you know, you got a tag, now what? I do touch on, you know, how much time you put into it in the prep. And I was re-listening to that because I was thinking, like, yeah, what, you know, what are some big things that stand out? Sometimes I do that. I, I replay some episodes because listeners will ask questions, and I'm just trying to, like, find them the right information if I've covered it or not, but. The thing I want to impress upon is driving around and you're at the opener and you've got your tag in your pocket and you're just driving around roads that you've never been on. And holy cow, what a colossal waste of time. And I, I did that one year and private, 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 dead end, dead end, dead end, like no public access. I was so embarrassed. I was just like, oh, this sucks. Like, it's funny now, I actually, I know that area. And I was on the wrong side of the canyon. Oh my gosh. Wow, that just hit me. Oh my gosh, yeah. If I would have driven on, on the west side of that canyon, I actually would have found all the BLM, all the all the public land that I could have been hunting. But I, I drove around for probably four hours, just like an idiot, you know, never got out, uh, never felt comfortable because, you know, all the private land and whatnot. So that's funny, man. Kind of comes full circle. That particular unit, I had the tag in this year, and I uh, did not tag out on my buck tag. Um, neither did my son. We, I don't know, that funeral, uh, my dad dying, just it, it created a lot of turbulence in my life. And so um, I did get out a few times, actually. I mean, surprisingly, I did get out. Um, it just didn't make it happen, couldn't locate anything. Um, but I'm at the point in my hunting experience now where I'm like, that's okay. Like, I got to go sit in the woods with a good friend, you know, and kind of could scheme up a plan. 
you know, sometimes planning the, those stocks and those sits, that is like, it, because it, it's exciting because it's the what if. It's like, yeah, what if it comes down this path? And what if I'm at 25 yards and I can just connect? You know, and you kind of ride on that. You know, it, let it carry you. Let let the unknown, the mystery, kind of hit you. Um, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. So that's kind of it for me on this episode. No free lunch. It's, it's something I've lived uh, for a long time, and my dad really lived by it. He actually had it put on his tombstone. <laughs> uh, my mom died eight years ago, and they both had a little saying. And his was no free lunch, and hers was simplify. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was big in our family. It was something I'll I'll never forget and carry on to my kids. That yeah, you've got to work for it. You got to claw your way out. And, and I just want to impress upon you that if you don't feel like a bow hunter, if you're like, man, I've got this cool Hoyt bow, or I've got these brand new boots, or all this gear, but I don't know, Jack, and I keep screwing up all these hunts and just, just step back and just be like, you know what? I'm already a bow hunter. You are. You come from a long line of bow hunters. And just carry that with you. Let that kind of be your beacon because uh, if, if you end on failure, I'm afraid for you because you'll take that to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of hunters this year and, co-workers and it's kind of interesting i mean a lot of people aren't really tagging out you know from who i've talked to um some people are just like yeah i just couldn't make it happen couldn't find them but it's not a doom and gloom you know it's not the end of the world um big shout out to uh, carrie beeson uh, dark archer on instagram he just went on a utah hunt for elk and his updates are just so uplifting i mean he just shares all these cool things he found and everything. And he said, you know, he'll say like, Hey, couldn't make it happen, you know, but here's all the things we learned. And here's the landscapes of Utah that we discovered. And we're out elk hunting, you know, you're out with a bow in your hand. Like there's nothing better. So just don't get too caught up with the result or lack of result. Um, Cause you'll cheat yourself and you'll cheat yourself from a lot of learning and uh, like my son, you know, if you kind of crash or just have some failure, just get back on. And he told me, though, one thing that will stay with me for a long time. My son says, I don't want to end this way. I, I've got to complete a race. I want to complete a race because his last race, he got pulled off for lightning. So he's like, ah, I need to I need to complete one of these courses this this season. This is so frustrating. Um, and I just love that. It's like, get that in your head. Like, Hey, I've got to shoot something. I got to get, you know, I've got to hit that next level. I've got to get into range and you'll get there. I promise you'll learn so much in those failures. Um, so, so just try not to compare yourself to all the fancy people on Instagram posting these big old crazy hunts and, Oh, they came in at five yards and Oh, look, you know, that's great for them. That's so cool that that happened. And if that's not happening for you, just don't compare. Comparison is the thief of joy. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get it. 
hit me up. Let me know your failures. Let me know your successes. Let me know what bow you're using. What arrows are you shooting? Are you a fixed or mechanical broadhead? What What are you rolling with this year? Let's gear talk. Hit me up on Instagram, Adam underscore Buchanan. Dude, I, I love talking this stuff. Um, this episode was a little bit more mindset, a little bit more stick with itness. Um, but honestly, that, that has been one of the biggest detractors of my bow hunting experiences. I just get so down and I'm like, Oh, you know, I almost give up and I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I didn't sell my bow and just kept, kept at it. So don't sell your bow, stick with it. There's no free lunch and we'll catch you on the next episode.